we are going to shatter sadness. <laughs> hello, hello, it is Lara Pereca, and today we're going to talk about what you do to recalibrate. Yes, we all have times where something will just throw us off. You can maybe have a sudden sadness over a loss because you're reminded of it. You might have depression, which we hope you don't, but in some part of your life, you may have that. We pretty much all do at one time or another. You might just have something as simple as an argument with a spouse or a fight with a sibling. How do you recalibrate? Because here's the thing, the faster you bounce back, the better it is for everyone. Today we're going to talk about the first seven things you can do. This is part one of recalibrate to shatter that sadness. Are you ready? Let's start. Grab a pencil and a pen or a pen and a piece of paper because you'll want to write these ideas down so you have them handy. Number one, light. Light signals to the brain happy, alert, attentiveness. If you don't have too much light on, and notice this, most of the time when people are upset or depressed, they prefer a dark place because that matches their mood. But we're talking about getting you out of that mood. So turn on the light. If you're outside or if you're inside, go outside if it's daytime. Get some fresh air and some sunlight. The most important two times for this is in the morning when you first wake up, open those blinds, pull open those curtains, let the sun shine in because you need to feel that bright new day. As a matter of fact, I usually say, what a glorious day filled with love, opportunity, and potential as soon as I wake up because it reminds me that I have things to look forward to. So you'll want to have light, light, either outside light or turn on the lights inside. And the bonus when you go outside is fresh air. That's good for you. All right, number two to help you recalibrate, walk. This is not for physical exercise. This is for mental recreation. Go outside and take a walk around the block, the nearby park, and while you are walking, look. Look around at your environment. The trick here is pulling you back in present time. When you're sad or upset or angry or depressed, you are not here and now. This is why animals, pets, make us so happy. We love having pets around because they are here and now. They're not worried about what happened yesterday. They're right in the moment. Young children too. And so getting back right in the moment is going for a walk. Don't go for a walk and pout and think about the bad things that happened. Instead, as you're going for that walk, look around. Look at the trees. Give some appreciation to the life that you're living and the surroundings that you're in. You can find something good if you look around for it. And it helps ground you. So even if you don't have great surroundings, even if your surroundings are deplorable, the fact that you are walking is signaling to your brain that you are being active, proactive actually, and you'll want to look at things along the way to bring you in to current time. So you are situationally aware and present of everything. The breeze on your face, the sound your feet make on the pavement, maybe the sound of a dog barking down the way. Walk is number two for your mental recreation. These are things that have helped me, you guys, and I know they'll help you if you just find the proper ones at the proper time. Number three, zone out. <laughs> now, if you are depressed, you might want to skip this one because sometimes when we're depressed, we tend to get more depressed when we're alone. However, zoning out 
can pull you away from whatever your problems are. Now, most of America likes to zone out in front of the television. I don't recommend that, but every once in a while, you may need to just zone out in front of the TV. I don't know. It doesn't work for me that much, but other people have really said it's a way to forget their problems. When I say zone out, what I mean is take a personal timeout. <laughs> when the students in the classroom would get a little crazy and the teachers would be upset, I would tell them, take a timeout. Not put a kid in timeout. You take a timeout. Tell the students, uh, Mrs. Wood needs a timeout right now. Put your heads down for a moment and I'm going to have a timeout. <laughs> and take a minute to regroup so you don't say or do anything you didn't want to. A personal timeout is a good thing to do when you're afraid you might do something you regret. So zoning out could be taking that personal time out if you're around others, but it could also be taking that personal time out even when you're alone or at home or, you know, when there aren't a lot of people around. And here's what it's about. Rest and solitude. We need to be alone with ourselves sometimes. And when I say that, I don't really mean alone with your mind because boy, that mind could get racing. I mean a brain break. In so much as when I'm doing trainings, I always give my participants a brain break, which means a few moments to stop using their brain in a focused way and to let the brain have a break. It, similarly, we need ourselves to have a brain break sometimes. If you're busy at work, take a moment to t time out. Let your brain rest. Do something silly like bounce a ball or toss a ball into a hoop if you have those little you know, Nerf balls in your office. Or some people just crumple up paper and toss it in the garbage can. <laughs> They're finding a way to let their brain have a little break. So you will want to zone out once in a while, especially right after something upsetting. It's an easy way to get away from that because it's really hard to suddenly be happy when you've been sad or mad. But get to that middle place first when you zone out kind of neutral place, and then it's easier to move on up the scale to a happier place. So rest and solitude are important. Take a little meditation break. I have an app on my phone called Calm that has little meditations that I listen to sometimes during the day. I have a favorite YouTube of uh, I'm a follower of a favorite YouTube channel or three, <laughs> and oftentimes I will listen to a quick little five or seven minute, you know, inspirational, motivational um um, whatever you want to call them, um, inspiration. So yeah, so find a time, find a way to add that to your repertoire. Zone out. It is okay. It's actually good for you. Number four, chat it up with a neighbor or a friend. Sometimes when we are feeling like, oh boy, I got to shatter this sadness. I am not feeling too good right now. And if I try to get to work, only bad stuff is going to follow. If I try to make that sales call, it ain't going to work. So you know, sometimes, you know, you know, your body, you know, your emotions, you know, when you need to not work right now or not do that important thing that you could mess up. And you might want to chat it up with a neighbor if you're walking around the block. Chat it up with someone you see. If you don't, you can also take your phone with you. Call an old friend. Call a new friend. Call someone who's obviously going to be in a happier mood than you. Not to tell them about anything bad, but to kind of get on their wavelength. To kind of pull you up a little bit. No gossip when you're chatting it up because that's going to pull you down. And you're already down, so don't do that. But socialize with the friendlies. Number five. <laughs> this is going to make you laugh. Chop vegetables. Yep. 
chop some veggies. We do too much fast food in America and probably in your country where you are listening also. But we were made to touch our food and to interact with it before we eat it. So even if all you're going to chop up is some carrots that you have in the fridge, do it. Do it, I say, and you will feel better because you are getting back in touch with your true nature, your deep, deep need to be connected with this earth. Meal creation can make you feel so good. Why do you think some of us love to cook? I love to make fresh salads and delicious soups, and it's because it pulls you back to your roots. No pun intended. <laughs> Although I do use root vegetables when I make soups and when I cook. All right, so chopping vegetables is number five. Are you ready for number six? Have you been feeling? Has this been helping you? Maybe just listening to these podcasts could be one of the things you have on your list to recalibrate. I certainly know that many of the listeners say that it, it is what they do in the evening before bed. They take a listen. They look forward each week to the next episode, and it helps them to recalibrate. So you could put this on the list too, but I wasn't as presumptuous as to do that for you today. I have seven other things. And next time, part two of Recalibrate to Shatter Sadness, we will have seven more. And two of my favorites are in next week's episode. All right, so number one as a recap, light. Number two, walk for mental recreation. Number three, zone out. You deserve that time out to meditate or take a break and have a little solitude. Oh, by the way, when you are doing that, you might want to put on some soft scents. Like, um, I don't know, I have essential oils and I like to smell them. Or maybe even some perfume or if you're a man, some cologne. Something to kind of ignite our sense of smell since it is the least used uh, for people. Animals use their sense of smell a lot, but people tend to use all the others. But when you're zoning out, I would say yes for the sense of smell, but for the other of your five senses, hearing, tasting, touching, you kind of want to not lean too much on those because those are going to kind of not let you relax as much, unless it's soft music in the background. But for the most part, when you're zoning out, try to be away from all of those influences. All right, so light, walk, zoning out, chatting it up with a neighbor or a friend, chopping vegetables, and number six, drum roll please, do a good deed. This will help you and make you feel better. I remember as a teenager, once I was feeling pretty sad, sitting in my room, exhausted from studying for the SAT because I was getting ready to start college and I had to study for the SAT test. And I complained to my mom, I'm, Mom, I'm so stressed out. I don't know what to do. And she said, Honey, go do something for someone else. And she explained, When you are upset or not feeling too great or stressed out, you're probably too into yourself. And so take the fo focus off of yourself and go do good for someone else. And she was right. Doing a good deed for others makes you, number one, forget about yourself so it can recalibrate you and pull you up to a happier mood. Also, who doesn't like helping someone else? Of course, that's going to make you feel good. So do a good deed. I volunteer. I tell you what, it gives me endorphins. Over uh, the summertime when we were in the midst of COVID-19 and everyone was trying to just kind of survive, I remember deciding, actually it was before the summer, it was in the spring, early spring, I decided to volunteer and do what I do best, which is teach, to inspire and teach others how to paint because it's one of my hobbies. I'm very good at visual arts and I happen to be pretty good at acrylics. And so I have some lovely paintings in my home 
and I was asked to share that skill, those two skills, with others. Imagine how hard it is to speak with a mask on. <laughs> well, I did it many times, more than I can count now. And it's, it helps everyone else, but it also helps you when you volunteer because you feel better. You're helping others and you're stepping outside of yourself to do something for others to do good. And it also gives you those endorphins, that nice fix of feeling good inside your body. Number seven, laugh. YouTube has lots of funny things. I'm sure you could find a good comedy on TV, or you might have a friend who's very funny, or you might even have a joke book at home. Whatever it takes, make sure you get yourself to laugh. Because when you laugh, you are expressing your emotion as a happy emotion. So let's say children make you laugh. Go find some children. <laughs> get yourself around some kids. Let's say animals make you laugh. Their silly antics are just so adorable. I don't have any pets at home right now, but boy, I can't wait to get one because they just make you feel so happy when you watch them and they're in the moment. Laugh is number seven. Have you enjoyed these? I hope you've taken notes. If not, go back and listen again and take some notes. What I've done is written them down on little cards and then I shuffle up the cards and when I feel like I need to do something, I will, well, in the past, I would pull, just pull one out. Now I'm so good at it, I have them memorized. I know what makes me happy and pulls me up into a better mood so I don't really need to use the cards anymore. But that is one way to start so you don't forget and say, wait, what was that Laura said I should do? And I've got seven more for you. Oh, and here's a bonus because I always like to give you more than you expect. And this is not one of the seven for next time. And the bonus is to pet a cat or a dog. If you have a cat, petting the cat will actually relax you. Or if you have a dog, just petting your dog, feel how much better you feel if you spend a few minutes petting an animal. If you don't have an animal, if you have a child around, hugging your child, hugging your spouse. These things also will help you recalibrate and shatter the sadness. Until next time, go out there in the light, walk, zone out if you must, chat it up with a neighbor, chop up some vegetables, do a good deed, and laugh. Talk to you again soon. You are the reason I do these podcasts. I want you to live your best life now.